Gym sessions and sweaty summer activities are back, which means more funky smells in your clothes because sweat leaves behind bacteria that causes those hard-to-remove odors. Clorox Fabric Sanitizer products are ready to zap the stink out of fabrics in your home by getting rid of 99.9% of odor-causing bacteria. Eliminate odors in every load or sanitize fabrics between washes with one of our Fabric Sanitizer products. Search Fabric Sanitizer at Clorox.com to learn more. When it counts, trust Clorox. Use as directed. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Phoenix Pod. It's the Phoenix Pod. Pull off into paradise. It makes a return, ladies and gentlemen. It makes a return. I didn't ruin it this week. Well, I mean, sort of like, you know, going back and listening over... The last episode, I was just sort of like, yeah, it feels a little bit hollow, the intro, you know, when I don't <laughs> necessarily do it. And when we were coming on to Max and Paddy, I was c- contemplating doing a Max and Paddy-esque type intro, but I was just sort of like, no, nah, it, it wouldn't really work. I mean, I could probably make it work in some facet, but yeah, fuck it, it's too much, too much work. Too much work, I'm a lazy sod, so... <laughs> You're stuck. You're stuck with what's what? Uh, you're stuck with something that isn't broken. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it wasn't the same, and I apologise for almost ruining it. <laughs> well, on a moonwalk, on the last shit house. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, of course, I am your host, AXC, joined once again by a man who is half, half a man. A man. Oh, no, I didn't get it. I've got a delay, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an audible delay. He, I have talked talk into that. What can I say? He's stupid. He's allegedly sexy. And he's called Flinders. It's stupid, sexy Flinders. Yeah, it's stupid, sexy Flinders. And currently wearing a retro Blackpool shirt, which I'm, I'm currently sat in a bit of a questionable situation here because... Um, because the man behind you is wearing nothing at all. Yeah, the man behind you. Nothing at all. Nothing yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, wearing a sort of like I can only is it pink? Sort of like pink, sort of. Pink, I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't really know. I wasn't particularly looking when I was watching back on this episode. To be honest with you, I mean, if if, if you were taking particular notes of what colour uh, what colour speedos he was wearing, that's uh, can't help it. Sa- I can't help it. I'm sangroning. <laughs> part of the, part of the local DNA, I'm afraid. <laughs> And the other voice you can hear, he is, of course, our resident stowaway. His teeth aren't underwater this week, thank God. <laughs> it's the stowaway, Lewis Ogden. How's thou doing? We're doing, doing fine. Wunderbar. <laughs> das Boot. Das Boot. Das Boot. <laughs> schnell, schnell, dive, dive. <laughs> Get it off! Get it off! <laughs> 
Chuck that bloody thing up. Paddy wished that didn't happen at the beginning of this episode, getting it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we are back with uh, episode two of Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere, which I've aptly titled Magnet and Steel. Hey. And uh, the episode begins with Max and Paddy sat outside the caravan once again looking like the camping. Uh, Paddy's flicking through his razzle while Max is trying to sunbathe him using the chrome kitchen tray, of all things. <laughs> He's just got it like out in front of him, just literally holding it out. Like if you imagine a um, them like Girl Scouts in America when they're selling cookies. He's just holding it, holding it out in front of him. It's like a sort of it's like a weird rounded like a not like an oven tray, is it? It's like a it's like a deep like a deeper dish sort of type thing with rounded yeah. corners and then it yeah. So it's about it's what about an inch inch and a half, maybe two inch deep. Probably. It's just slide yeah. It's like like <laughs> shiny silver. He's like reflecting as much sunlight into his face as he possibly can. I got um, big nostalgic. I got big nostalgic vibes off of this because they're um they're in the car park of a Safeway. Oh yes, we yes I remember Safeway. Safeway, fucking hell! Like I used to say that I I've literally well just down the road where there's a great big massive cooperative of fish and chips and sort of like the um, general practice all sort of like in one complex. That's where my Safeway used to be. And I just have like so many nostalgic memories of of going in there as a kid because it was literally uh, a stone's throw away from me nan and grandnuds. Uh, so I remember Safeway Blackpool, but I can't quite remember picture exactly where it was. Um, um, oh. I want to say it was near Fujian, but it wasn't. That was a giant co-op, wasn't it? No, I think it was originally or safe. Fujian became Safeway. Ah, if I remember rightly. And then because no, it was Summerfield. I believe it was a Summerfield, or was it? No, no, it was QuickSave. Became a massive QuickSave, and then it shut down. I, I think it came. I don't know. I don't know. This is like proper local Blackpool <laughs> shit because everyone fondly seems to remember, more fondly remember the Food Giants. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah, I can't remember where it was, but all I've noticed from like a bit of research, uh, Safeway got taken over by Morrison's in 2004, and then they either rebranded or sold off in 2005, and then the brand disappeared. Yeah. But did make it? It's all made a comeback on packaging and like the Safeway range or something in Morrison's. So it's not completely dead, but. It, it, but it's, so. it, it, but it is though. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So, uh, so Paddy's flicking through his magazine. We see an advert stating hard cash for hardcore men wanted yes. for hardcore adult films earned from 250 quid a day. Do you have what it takes? <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's copy of Razzle from the last episode. And uh, at the uh, at the bottom of the advert ad, uh, advertisement, um, there's like a little phone number. It's like call Dougie on like this particular number, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure this is in reference. Um, to Peter Kay's stand-up to the warden in uh, his nana's warden-controlled flat in Bolton. He's sort of like, he's the voice on the other end of this, sort of like the red pr- red rope with the orange plastic triangle on it. Mm. And Peter Kay always, Peter Kay always refers to him as, as being 14 mile away doing a word search. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Paddy rings the number off a payphone, which turns out he's in the supermarket and he's got a queue of pensioners behind him. Yeah, just then, sat, just stood there with the back, the, the, the Razzle magazine pinned up against the wall. Well, yeah, but he's like he's making notes, but then once he's done, he turns around and hands the pen to the woman behind him. 
It's her reaction's like. amazing. Like, oh, thanks. It's like, thanks for that, love. Cheers. And the woman's like, not a problem, young man. <laughs> what then, video uh, are you doing later? I might buy that later. So we see a street which is evidently Manchester, as you can tell by the architecture, and we get Paddy doing the I'm evidently chewing gum bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Walking through the streets dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> Complete with cowboy hat, tassel, jacket, and neckerchief. <laughs> and then uh, as he approaches this rough-looking doorway next to some sort of pawn shop, he gets, like, thing his name, like, Paddy O'Shea, which is, like, apparently... The first time you, you, you hear his full name. Mm. Um, so then he goes in and he's sat waiting as we get Ron Jeremy looking like a pit who appears. <laughs> oh, the building's Which is evidently. Well. Oh, yeah, the building's a shit stall, but like yeah. they've evidently gone for like. The police said, like, oh, we need like a, a like a seedy looking guy for this bit. These look like Ron Jeremy. Why? It's a porno bit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's evidently the look they've gone for. So. He calls him through and gives Paddy some purple op pants and says, the rest of your costume's on gut. The cast's in there and I'm going to get the camera set up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the fact, it's the way Paddy's just like, 10-4? Yeah. Oh, he's he's looking on, down below. It's like, yeah. hey, cop, come on, don't let me down. <laughs> the next thing you see, the doors burst open and he's dressed in his full outfit. You know, Charlie All in the right, top of the Right then, who's first? <laughs> then you get the, oh. the, the, the clapper walking over from my screen. Willie Rankin with the chocolate factory, take one. <laughs> and you should probably you should probably set the scene of just sort of like as soon as Paddy's burst through the door, sort of like being right then, who's first? It sort of cuts to sort of like what he's seen. And it's, the look, actual it's right on my webcam. <laughs> if you look on my the webcam. Scene. Yeah, um, and it's, uh, it's for those who can't see the webcam at home. Lewis is about to tell you now <laughs> what you can see. Yes, it's um, a group of oh, how many? Two, four, six, seven. Um, <laughs> oh, this is really difficult to explain. Um, it's basically seven African American fellas, all like all oiled up to high heaven all in different coloured sort of like speedos and all of them are pretty much, well, pretty much all of them are like pumping iron. Yeah. Or like, you know, sort of like doing doing exercises with like Flexing loads of weights. Shit, yeah. 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 There's one that's yeah. still like grunting and making Mike Tyson faces. It's all I can describe it as. <laughs> and then as you say, sort of like, you know, the little, um, the little board of just sort of like <laughs> the wrong generally found sort of like Willy Wanker and the Chocolate Factory take one. <laughs> and he's just sort of, and Paddy's just looking around, just sort of like, uh, okay, what the fuck have I got myself into? And there's like there's one, there's, there's one chubby fella in the back, as you can see on my webcam. I've changed the picture again. Lewis is <laughs> Lewis is crying. Um, I've changed. There's like a, there's a one that's really like sort of chubby, where he like well, I can only describe as maybe pink or orange speedos. And he's just tapping a leather plate, like leather print seat next to him, very gently, like come on over. <laughs> Winking. And it's and it's in the background is I, I don't know the um, I don't know the song but it's just sort of like the, it, there's like lyrics of you must say yes to Mr Brown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So oh, um, 
We get the opening credits for the new new theme sung by the guys themselves. Yeah. That's, uh, believe the lit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Driving on the road to nowhere, sponging for a living, checking out the women, riding on the road to nowhere. And I know that specifically because the camera's on Paddy when he's doing riding. Yeah. Doing his uh, like, sort of like. And we like, don't take shit from. <laughs> Yeah, we go don't ahead. take shit from anyone. All we want to go and we do we is have do some fun. Matt, Max specifically goes, we're Max and Paddy. And Paddy goes, Paddy and it's Max. And you, just, and you just have Max just going, oh, whatever, shit bag. Yeah. And then the last <laughs> one is, and best of all, we don't pay council tax. <laughs> and that's the end but of the Yeah. See, if that was more a- seamless, I would have used that for the theme instead. Oh no! Ah, you, 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 you've got to get into the bare bones of the episode to hear us doing any uh, <laughs> any renditions of themes. Thank you very much. Mm. <laughs> I might give it a go. I'll um, might send you something later or tomorrow. We shall see. <laughs> so, um, Paddy's shown limping back through the car park as Max is still like on tanning with his bloody <laughs> like tray. Still there. I love, I love this. It's just sort of like you know, it's it's implied that sort of like you know, as horrified as Paddy was, he actually went along with it. <laughs> and not only that, so it's the period of time it took to go from zero to sixty back to zero again. It's like <laughs> in all the time he's taken that Max has sat there, somebody with a bleeding baking tray in front of him. Paddy's gone into Safeway, rang up about this porn video. Book to go in and actually do the video. Do travel there, do said video, <laughs> come back, and Pat, Max has been still there baking. <laughs> Obviously, you've got, to, you've got to put in as well um, the time it's taken him to get into his uh, pretty much cowboy outfit. Oh, yes, he's got changed. Oh, yeah, he's got changed twice. Yeah, so there is that as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so as Paddy's limping back over, he's just sort of like... So, you all right, cock? How'd it go? And he doesn't get any answer. Paddy immediately goes in, slams the freaking door. Oh, he, he throws the cowboy. When, when Max asks that question, he launches the cowboy hat at him off shot. So, it's like, you just see the cowboy hat flying from, like, stage left and smack Max back in the face. If to imply, yeah, that's how it went. <laughs> so, then uh, we get Max over speed bumps as he asks Paddy again. So, how does it go today, then? I don't want to talk about it. But then he's going to have more bumps and then Paddy puts the radio on. And the line on the song, as I made out, made out is, we hear, we hear something like, brown girl in the ring, so he switches it off. Yeah. We hear brown girl in the ring. La, 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 la. Brown girl in the ring. Which is used as, um, as football chants for, uh, for many a football team. Ah, over here in, uh, in the United Kingdom. Good old blighty. So then, as they round the corner, the the engine starts uh, steaming or smoking or something. So it's oh, oh pull in here. And, oh uh, bloody hell! No, <laughs> well, no, it's it starts like um starts smoking and stuff like that. And Paddy's like, oh no! And Max just goes, what's that? What's that? He's <laughs> like, I don't believe this. Yeah, pull in here, pull in here. It's <laughs> like then. It's, 
No, no, you go. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, we get Paddy checking the engine, which is like a new thing for me because it's like Paddy's got like a secret background as a mechanic or something. Because Max is uh nothing, nothing. And it's just like Paddy going, gasket's gone. It's pissing oil. And then the little uh, tow truck pulls up in front of them who's just sort of like, oh God, this is a sight for sore eyes. And then. <laughs> Who gets oh. out of the? Uh, who gets out oh, of the? Oh <laughs> god! Naughty uh, gets out of the fucking t- holder. <laughs> and literally, like walking as if he's got like a stick up his ass. <laughs> he's like, he's walking like <laughs> Do we make bustings that aim? <laughs> I love Naughty Holder in this. <laughs> Absolutely love him. For people who don't know who Noddy Holder is, and there's a few people that might not know that, he's more famous for a certain Christmas song where he screams at the start, It's Christmas! So, yeah, they, this is the guy. Um, Lisa was Slade. Yeah, Slade, there you go. He was the frontrunner for Slade. I couldn't, I couldn't remember if it was um, Slade that did... Um... No, it's the actual Christmas song that they did, or whether it was. I wish it was. I wish it could be Christmas every day. Like, oh, I couldn't remember. If it was oh, one song. Uh, Wizard. Wizard, that's the one. Wizard, that's it. They were about uh, the same same period of time when they came out. Well, it's fucking Christmas, but the same similar like sort of <laughs> period of like year. So we get a uh, Mick Boston, and we jump to the garage complete with a rip off Ghostbusters logo, and even I a loop sounding song on the radio, which sort of sounds like Ghostbusters soundtrack. What isn't? I absolutely love that song. <laughs> I just love how the fact it's blatant, but it's sort of got its own twist as well. I love it. Absolutely like, love it. It sounds similar, but it's not similar enough for copyright. Yeah. So you can't sue us. It's like, oh, well, it sounds like Ghostbusters, but it's not. Yeah, yeah it's it's <laughs> a lot like the uh, the Mission Impossible ripoff from last episode, <laughs> where instead of being like, da, 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 it's doom, do, 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 doom, doom, do, do. Yeah. So it's, uh, they, they change it, change it enough. So this Ghostbusters one, the normal, obviously the Ghostbusters normal one is like, but it's like, it's like that, isn't it? It's sort of, sort of different. Yeah. But as we forget, Max is like, well, and Mick just looks at him, the shit in your car, Brasser. And Max replies, who's the way he screws his face up as well, the way he says it. <laughs> Which I think is it is in reference to um, another northern stand-up comic. I can't remember who it is in particular, but he has this sort of like routine where um, um, he 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 impersonates sort of like the guy that does um, talking noddy stories over the radio. Um, but he's an alcoholic, so literally all the time that he's like doing his routine he's constantly sort of like sipping on stuff so i'll I'll have to link it to you um mm. or i'll have to like send you the link to it it's like properly really funny because like every because it's literally just a case of morning kids noddy time <laughs> what's noddy gonna be doing today <laughs> well he's got he's got a he, um he's getting up going for a wash going for a wash in the bathroom can you hear him <laughs> can you hear him putting water in the basin it's obviously like pouring himself a drink <laughs> <It's sort of laughs> like, <laughs> pouring himself a drink 
having a sip of it. It's like, Noddy's got a big sink, hasn't he? Pours a little bit more. That's another drink. And then he just literally just goes, sod it, I'll have a bath. And pours a little bit more. <laughs> but it's the entire routine. And throughout the routine, the um, the rater gets slightly more drunker, and drunker, and drunker. I think I remember I'll this one it. now. It's, it's yeah. a guy with like... I can't remember his name, but I can picture the... So I've seen the bit before. He's got, like... Um, he's on, like, it's, Jungle it's, or something, where he's got, like, a suitcase. And he has all these little bottles, and it's, like, there's a little bottle of Jack and stuff. And he's like, oh, well, this one, this my friend, and all this sort of thing. He's like, what's that? You feel... <laughs> he's like, you need to go to the toilet? Okay. And just, like, opens it and necks it. It's like... <laughs> The very next bit for it is just sort of like going, then he goes downstairs for his breakfast and he accidentally sort of like clinks the glass up against the bottle that he's drinking from. So to cover it, he just goes, oh, there's the milkman. <laughs> Brilliant. It's a great routine. It's a great routine. I'll, I'll find the link for it in the, once we're done. Please. That's so, amazing. Um, but we get, <laughs> so Paddy goes on to ask, is a gasket piss and oil? Yep. yep. What did I tell you? <laughs> As then we get uh, the line of "She's been screwed." I'll tell you that for free, which is the another line sort of from a reference from I think Live at Bolton Albert Halls, where Peter's Peter Kay says about lines that people say that don't really make sense. But I tell oh, you yeah. that. I'll tell you this for free. So go on, tell me. <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, I remember that line. <laughs> Because um, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this for free. And it's like, oh, for, for free, is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it's like, can you fix it? We're busy. <laughs> but it's, Leave it with me. I'll get stuck up this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and the walking out of the garage, and Paddy's like, well, what are we going to do now? Max goes, well, technically, Patrick, we're homeless. It's like, just spend the after we should spend the afternoon in the countryside, go for a little bit of a walk. And Paddy goes, mm-hmm. "I'd rather spend the ta- I'd rather spend that time in a brothel." And Max is just sort of like, "No, you're not." Sang one second, I'll go get me shorts. And Paddy's like, "Oh, oh no, please not, not please not, please not the cream-coloured up pants." <laughs> it's that thing again with this bit where Max is like, "Oh, if you go into the countryside, a bit of a walk." Yeah, chew it away. <laughs> In a way, it's imaginary gum. <laughs> so then uh, we get, get a shot of a train pulling away from a station as Max is doing star jumps and Paddy is staring at him like he's mad. And they appear to be in Middlewood. <laughs> Exotic Middlewood. As then we get That's beautiful Patrick. Screaming in, son! <laughs> you can't be. You can't buy this. And Paddy looks at the sign and he's just sort of like, Middlewood? <laughs> Middlewood? We're in the middle of a wood. It's like, no, we're not. We're in God's back garden. <laughs> <laughs> then Paddy says the random line of, I'm going to go and wake Joe up here. Yeah, I was, I was wondering that. I was like, Does that, um, is that a reference to something? Like, is that slang for a timetable? I have no idea. I don't know. Like, it'd be, he's like, bra- like browsing at train time. He's like, that's the last one. We've missed it. Like, the next one's not due till morning. What time? Um, What's that? 07, 07 13 in the AM. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's all that about? And Max just goes, Thatcher's Britain. <laughs> so There's only one thing for it then. Yeah. We've we'll got a walk. We'll have to ramble. We'll have to ramble. Well, let's get rid of the ramble. ramble. 
Let's, let's get, get ready to walk. <laughs> let's get ready to rumble. Oh, let's get ready to walk. And Paddy's like, you enjoying this, aren't you? He's like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's like going off. <laughs> he's, he's walking off like he's a freaking speed walker. You know, as you see him in the Olympics and they're walking sort of like mega quick. Stretching stretching out. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, it's, um, it's like I was saying before we came on air, though, of like... Of all the places they're in, they're in like Middlewood, which is in Stockport. <laughs> like the whole thing of them leaving Bolton to, like, to get away from what's the name, bloody Fanny and the possible assassins that are after them. And they've gone back close to home. <laughs> like, well, you saw the size of the guy they tried to kill. He got, he's not exactly running far, is he? <laughs> oh, yeah. But... Oh, so dear. then uh, we're getting walking through a forest area. It's a play. It seems to be playing like guess the TV theme, which seems to be like a bit of like a thing of Peter Cage because I know there's there's an episode of, Do- of uh, Jonathan Ross he's on uh, where he's like he's like oh yeah, I love TV themes me and that especially from the eighties and nineties and he's like Jonathan Ross is like oh well we've got like a selection here if you want to like listen to him. and he's like, oh yeah yeah I'll talk you through him and that and he he plays some really obscure ones and he's like then. He, Oh, everyone, that's like Mash, everyone knows that. And he's like 18. He plays one, it's like Miami Vice. And he plays this other one, and he's like, oh, I don't know that one. And he goes, Jonathan Ross goes, oh, it's uh, Triangle. Goes, triangle? That's not Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's been, a, it's been a reference that they've been walking through the woods for about two hours. And um, yep. as I say, they're doing the Guess the Theme Tune game. And uh, Paddy starts like doing the the, the tune of uh, the A-team and sort of like Max clocks on sort of like halfway through it's like joins in it's like yeah. oh yes A-team A-team tell you what I looked I tell you what I, I, I tell you which one I love Um, I was it was like Mad Dog Man, Manson or something like that I can't quite no, remember Mad um, Dog McGraw or something like that I think, Han- I think it's Hannibal but it's the way he sort of he puts the the thing on the A-team oh, Hannibal <laughs> Oh, right. And I, I tried I doing it when I, was, when I was watching it, and I was like, I was like coughing my guts up. Going, How the fuck's he do that? Like, <laughs> it's it's very reminiscent. It's sort of like last episode where he goes high of hobbies, high of interests. <laughs> yeah, sort of like done in the same vein. <laughs> so uh, then Paddy mentions uh, he likes um, B. A. Baracus. B. A. Baracus, which was Mister T's character. Yeah, and they, they play out the, the uh, tricking of Mr. T getting on a plane. <laughs> so, like, they, they, they mimic it. Hey, B.A., like, drink this milk. No, <laughs> I ain't getting on no plane, fool. I ain't getting on no plane. It's like, here, hey, drink, I, hey I, drink this milk. Drink this milk. Drinks it. He's like, how'd I get here? And then this, <laughs> this, this, this next little bit is used for so many stuff. If you, like, follow, like, Max and Paddy quotes or, like, Phoenix Knight's quotes on, like, Twitter or Facebook. And this particular next line is my favourite for it is just sort of like when the early kickoff lets you down on your accumulator because Max just goes <laughs> every week, every week. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they briefly mentioned Miami Vice before Max and unveils his idea and drawings of Magnet and Steel. Oh, <laughs> Mate, yeah, he's like Crockett and Tubbs can't beat them. He's like, I tell you, so I tell you, a duo you couldn't, you can't beat Patrick. 
Magnet and Steel. Yeah. Magnet and Steel. I don't think I've heard of them. When were you that? Haven't. It's just sort of like you haven't. You know why? I created them. I made them it's up. Like, you, I made them up. It's like you created them. It's like yeah, yeah. And just before he goes into his backpack, he sort of like looks around, even though they're in the middle of a sort of like you know, <laughs> in the, even though even though they're in the middle of the woods, he's still sort of like wary of anybody sort of like eavesdropping. He's just sort of like. I don't know the mouths. I don't know the mouths up here are fucking crafty. <laughs> so he goes into his bag. He just sort of like gets out like a drawing book. He's like, six years work work here, Patrick." <laughs> it's his school exercise book. Yeah, <laughs> he's just done just done like loads of um, loads of drawings of just sort of like you know, um, <laughs> like helicopters, tanks. <laughs> like, Lays on from that one. Bang, bang. I'm evil. I'm, I'm evil. It's the way he said that. I'm evil. <laughs> I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, so we get the drawings are pretty much very childlike. They look like they've been done more in crayon than because he mentions a felt tip in a bit. Yeah, he does. But um, it's, 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 it's like Paddy's looking baffled. He flicks a page. He's like, there you are. That's them there. That's Frank Magnet and Tony Steele. Are they Chinese? No, I only had a red. T- I, only had a, I only had a yellow felt tip. Yeah, <laughs> he's just sort of like going, he's going through sort of like all the weapons that they have. It's like gun there, a sword there. It's X-ray X-ray vision glasses there. He he, he makes them in his laboratory. He's yeah, like, does laboratory, he? Yeah, yeah, does he? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just going, does he really? Right, okay. <laughs> it's like the way you'd speak to a seven-year-old when they're telling you the little story that they've done. <laughs> And you're, you're not interested in the slightest bit. You're just sort of like, oh, oh, right. Yeah, okay, right. Um, there's always that, that meme. I was, I was going to say just for your, your thingy, um, there's always that meme that I see where it's like, it says that when, I think it's like a customer service, that when you're working customer service and someone walks in prepared to tell your life story, it's a picture of, I think, Simon from in between. It says, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Which has happened to me numerous times, like, Standing there trying to do my job or whatever, and it's like someone walks in, goes to tell me the, the full like the life story. It's like, great, cheers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should probably make mention of um, these like magnet and steel drawings. Um, obviously, I'm 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 partial for watching, a, 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 you know, some sports in my spare time, like both kinds of football, both American and the soccer variety. I'm obviously sort of like you know. I'd, I'd do a little bit of me wrestling here and there, but it's like few and far between these days. Um, one sport they actually quite like watching from time to time is the darts. And obviously during the uh, the big world championships that usually take place at um, Ali Pali down in London. And there was one uh, darts player. Can't remember his name off the top of my head. I think he was like from the Czech Republic or something I, like that. I think that. he was Slovenian. I'm not sure. He was definitely Eastern Bloc anyway. He's Eastern European or something like yeah. that. But he had, like, darts players, they're known for sort of, like, having um, specifically designed or themed, like, um, tops to be wearing when they're playing. And this this bloke had, like, a Magnet and Steel-inspired um, <laughs> inspired top. So he it had, was like... absolutely had, brilliant. Yeah, he had Frank Magnet and Tony Steele on the back and on the front, specifically on the sort of like the left hand side side of him, was the like the, the scene where sort of like Magnet and Steele are in the tank, like firing at the enemy using the 
house going, I'm evil, I'm yeah. evil. <laughs> so it's, it's like if you've got the button up on the front of your shirt, on one side's the tank with them in it, and on the other side is like the red house with the guy inside it. So I, with, yeah. the, with the speech bubble on going, I'm evil. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. It's, 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 it's that, it was that detail that even had the lines on the paper that was underneath it, it was drawn over in the book. It was like, it was brilliant. I loved it. It was, yeah, it was outstanding. I want I one. Want standard. Yeah. <laughs> I want one. So, uh, <laughs> Paddy suggests turning back before Max suggests the carnage will be too dark soon and suggests, oh, we'll, we'll camp here for at night. We'll get our heads down here. So then, uh, Max sends uh, Paddy to go and get some wood and obviously sort of like a long time later, Max is still trying to get the uh, the campfire campfire going. And Paddy comes back with like a load of uh, branches and twigs and that. He's like, bloody hell, where have you been? He's like, I got lost. And he's right. like, any luck, any luck with it? He's like, no, oh, my hands are, my hands are red bastard raw. <laughs> I can't see a bastard thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's just, and Paddy goes, oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Reached into his pocket, takes out a lighter and lights it. He's like, that'd be better. And Max just looks at him and is like, I'll go get some more wood. That? I'm going to go get some more wood. <laughs> oh, God. So, so yeah. Uh, we... So, buddy, go on. I was going to say, we got Paddy and I sat by a fire pulling out pages from the Magnet Steel book. As Max wanders back into frame, see, now that's a fire. As Paddy is there, still there, like smiling, pulling out pages. Told you to enjoy yourself. As he chucks the page of Magnet and Steel onto the fire. And Max just asks, What are you burning? And then Paddy sort of turns around, like, thinking, Shit. Mm. <laughs> One little Switched. note on this. Sorry, sorry. One little note that you've got to remember is when you look at this picture of Magnet and Steel that's burning on the fire, it's clearly obvious that this model. Um, Frank Magnet and Tony Steele on themselves. Well, he's 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 modelled them on themselves. He yeah. sort of like drew them together. It's like it's 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 awful in a way, but it's also <laughs> extremely funny. <laughs> and it uh, it sort of like leads to one of my favourite outtakes, um, which we'd I'd sort of like reference when we were going to be doing sort of like a bonfire burning of our own before. Obviously, oh yeah. When the tides are right, COVID, COVID shithouse kicked in, which yeah. is um, the <laughs> the outtake specifically is just sort of like Max going, "What's that you're burning?" And there's a bit of a pause, and he goes, "My fucking last work." <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously, sort of like it cracks Paddy McGuinness up, and then sort of like <laughs> Peter K still in character as Max is just there, just going. Oh shit! And like goes to try and get it on fire, but then he breaks character himself. <laughs> and uh, that's yeah, that's the end of part one. Yeah. yeah. Quite a bit happened in that first half. Quite an eventful one. Yeah. Yeah. I think this episode is actually relatively eventful. Let's be honest. It is. We're going to go on to it now, but it's like it's. Yeah, there's a lot, lot, lot. Of, yeah, two pound of bologna in a one pound bag. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, so the, uh, the 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 second half opens up as sort of like um, both Max and Paddy are either either side of the uh, 
of the fire burning and sort of like laying down and like Max is dabbing his legs with sort of like what seems to be like a leaf or something. He's just there going, can't believe you burnt me drawings. Ah. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry. I didn't think they meant that much to you. And Max is like, yeah, well, you better sleep with one eye open tonight. All right, son. <laughs> and then there's another little pause and he goes, ah, stinging bloody nettles. He's like, I told you not to wear them shorts. Well, I didn't know we were going to be sleeping out here, did I? Hey, smart ass. And Paddy goes, all right, all right. Keep your shorts on. <laughs> so then um, Paddy tries, like, Paddy's like, oh, I'm hungry. Mm. You hungry? I'm not speaking Ooh, I'm to you. <laughs> but then oh, Paddy, tries to will him, <laughs> Paddy tries to lead him into conversation, but like, but if you could have anything right now, it'd be your favourite. Chicken Kiev, chips, beans, and, and a fried, fried egg. egg. But it's more, it's more just Max's reaction from him. He just sort of is there, just like leaning on his side. Just... Yeah, you know what? <laughs> this, yeah, mate, this, why not? Yeah. There's a particular way that Paddy McGuinness pronounces Chicken Kiev. He almost puts like an extra shh on it. So it's Chicken Kiev. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed here as well, but like Max's face is like a bit red. So I don't know yeah. if it's like whether that's from in tanning or whatever all day or however long it took. It but... must be. I mean, I, I, I was going to say it before. Was there's a joke missing there where when Paddy comes back from doing his shoot, Max's face should have been bright fucking red. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Paddy goes on about being bought for the trees by two naked women and, and put them <laughs> Max, Max says, I mean. And I mean naked. It's like, what kind of dessert? And Paddy's just sort of like going, whatever you desire, and just sort of like winks at Max. He's like, <laughs> Max, <laughs> after a little bit of a pause, goes, no, of angel delight. And he's like, <laughs> it's like, you can have whatever you like. <laughs> I once dated a woman that I once dated a woman after she had a chicken Kiev. She stunk. <laughs> Bid her off after that. So sort of like he looks at side like blazes and oh yeah, you know, you you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> and as Mark said, he's like, have you no respect for women, Patrick? And Paddy is like, no, I don't, because women only want one thing: everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> But then Max is like, you never seem to have been in love, Paddy. And Paddy is like, no. <laughs> well, what is it? He says, no. It um, says, like, no, but he, like, grabs his nuts and he's like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's... Um, like, Max is just sort of like, you've never been in love, have you, Pad- Patrick? You haven't had that feeling down there? And sort of, like, points, points to his stomach. And Paddy just goes, I've had the feeling down here. And sort of, like, <laughs> grabs at his junk. He's like, yeah. no, not down there. In here, in your stomach. It's the way he says the next <laughs> bit. True love. It's the way he says the next bit, isn't it? It's like, so, but true love, you know, when you feel it, you know, as gentle as a butterfly, or but as gentle as a sigh. Something like that. It's just the way he says it. He says it's like, a, it's, like, it's like a little butterfly. Soft and gentle. And gentle as a sigh. Then Paddy is just like, bollocks. Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> when have you been like, anyway, <laughs> It was New Year's Eve a while ago. <laughs> T- T- Tina, she recalled. Oh, so God. We get a flashback to the Phoenix, to, well, not the Phoenix Club, but to another club. Yeah. 
that is working The Aquarius Club, as it uh, says on the great big massive banner on the stage. Yeah. And you just get her, sorry, Max is explaining what went on, and you, for some reason he's gone, he's like, he's explaining, well, who, it was a Potter's old club before the Phoenix night, before, before the Phoenix club, <laughs> and it's like, he, he Potter um, booked a mandroid, and all you hear is techno, 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 techno. <laughs> <laughs> With like this the most fringe looking two pays you could ever ask for. <laughs> like honestly, they're like it's like the fringe of it is down to the freaking eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're, it, they're both playing No Limit by Two Unlimited. <laughs> Just repeating saying techno as a guy on stage in a robot costume doing the robot. Yeah. So apparently the regulars weren't read, they weren't happy. They was expecting um, who was it? They were expecting. I can't oh, remember. I, I was watching a copy on YouTube, so it didn't have the uh, subtitles on it. Ah, is he, he said it that quick, and I was half expecting it to be someone like bleeding Bob Carroll. Geez, but it wasn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I don't know what it is. It's another it's sort of a relatively obscure eighties or nineties celebrity. Mm. Um, it'll be like a B-lister but um, yeah we'll go from there and he's talking about how um, Max is sort of like scoping yeah. the club out and he notices sort of like um, someone a, a young a young looking woman sort of like from who's like stood at the bar it just yeah, sort so of like it's, it looks a little bit underage so he sort of like goes up taps on the shoulder and obviously she turns around and she is of age but yeah. She's of a distinct height. <laughs> Max is like, I saw her at the bar, nearly threw her out for underage drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and Max was like, uh, oh, you... Paddy was like, oh, you dirty beggar. How, dirty how old dog. was she? Dirty dog, how old was she? So she was, well, she was, she was old, old enough. enough. She was old enough, just she was um, kind of a kind of midget. She was, she was what? She was what? It's like, she was a kind of midget. And Paddy it's goes, isn't that a Queen's song? <laughs> no, you clown. What, you mean she was a dwarf? No, no, no. She wasn't a dwarf, she was a midget. It's like, what's the difference? It's like, there's a big difference, Patrick. Mr. 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 Politically Uncorrect or something like that. Politically Uncorrect. Dwarves, dwarves work in the circles and do cartwheels. Midgets, midgets are like normal people, (laughs) only shrunk down. (laughs) And Paddy's just there, just sort of like going... Oh, right. Right. Well, you learn. <laughs> well I, I repeated this line, right? So I, I've got, I look after, sort of like, you know, I've got a 14 year old living with me at the minute, you know, my niece. And I said, repeated that line, sort of like, you know, just randomly in the kitchen, just to test to see what the reaction would be to modern, modern sort of like people, people of maybe Lewis's age at the time when we was watching this. And I just I just repeated the line. Dwarves are just like you know. Dwarves go in the circus and do cartwheels. So it was like she, Jay was like my niece Jay turned around like like wide eyed and gob open looking at me like sort of like she found it <laughs> funny but was like I should not be laughing at this. So, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that's the best kind of comedy I feel. You know, when you laugh of it, and then like half a second later, you just sort of like, I'm a terrible human being, but I can't help yeah. it. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, exactly that. 
Well, I was giggling away to myself for a good half an hour after that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Slice um... of <laughs> so as Max revealed, it turned out they actually went to the same high school. But Max was like, "I was a few years above her," and there's Paddy Chan live and a few she feet as well. I bet. Careful, careful. Like, Sorry, go on. Like, I noticed. I noticed at this point as well that for some reason, Paddy's acting became very wooden. It was like he was just reading. If you notice, because a lot of this scene doesn't really involve Paddy that much. It's sort of like the odd one liner. Yeah. So if you notice, Paddy's like, he's like literally, he's very, very wooden at this point, which is the only thing, little drawback I've got really from this bit. But saying that, there wasn't much for, for Paddy McGuinness to do at this point. So, you know, you could have been lying on the ground for God knows how long doing these scenes. Because obviously, Peter Kay could obviously have made quite a few mistakes. We don't know that. And he could have been lying on the bleeding forest floor for three, four hours at this point. So, you know. Well, to, well, to, be with you, to be honest with you, knowing Peter Kay and the amount of outtakes I've watched of sort of like not only Max and Paddy, but Phoenix Knights as well, it can literally just be sort of like a, a facial expression that Paddy McGuinness can be pulling and it cracks freaking Peter Kay up. Yeah. Mm, yeah. He, he, might not, he might not intentionally be trying to make him crack, crack up, but that's just one of the things. It's like a little so thing. Yeah, I can I can definitely see this being sort of like you know, take twenty five or whatever, and he's just sort of like on stage of okay, can we just okay? We I'm sorry, carry on. Yeah. So um, Max goes back to telling the story. If we get into midnight because the drinks are flowing, you know how it is, and they they cut back to the Aquarius Club and they're doing sort of like the countdown. <laughs> like five, four, three, two, one. Obviously, there's balloons sort of like um, above the dance on floor. the ceiling, on the ce- on the ceiling of the dance floor, being held up by this sort of like this net. So the net drops, but it's only the net that drops, and the balloons like so, stick up there. Hold on, before we go <laughs> on to this next bit, because I think it's fucking brilliant. Who pulls the rope? Young Kenny. Uh, Young Kenny. Kenny. Yeah. Young, young Kenny in sort Complete of like a bold... fringe fringe wig as well, so he's like that. Yeah. But then we hear, whoa, 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 and he's like, oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, I told you, I told you, not spot the helium and then balloons. You get a big tit. Wait, <laughs> it's only Brian Potter. It's Brian Potter, he's... this able-bodied, this is pre-bandit accident. <laughs> or it's like uh, pre... Um... Pre-flooding. Pre-flooding. Pre-being pre, 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 uh, pinned underneath a fruit machine. Yeah. Eight hours in casualty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually sprints onto the stage. <laughs> he's like, quick, get the nets off, get the nets off. I'm sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen. He's just sort of like, Lisa. Like, just... All acquainted be forgot. It's like he goes back to young Kenny and like, Shit for brains. I told you not to put helium in those balloons. <laughs> and every, everyone's kind of singing along and still to old man's eye while uh, Max, Max and Tina are uh, playing tonsil hockey in the middle of the, um, middle of the dance floor. It's our first kiss that night. It's like, and Paddy goes, well, what were it like? And pa- Ed, Max goes, little butterfly. It's all little hand across his stomach, isn't it? Little butterfly. <laughs> little butterfly. And Paddy goes, that a nickname? <laughs> That's where Max is going. Finice, Patrick. Finice. <laughs> and then he's 
started courting after that as we got oh. a shot of the big one in the background and a shot of the big dipper sign at the pleasure beach of all yeah. places. Hey. I love the music in the background of this. It's just so fitting. <laughs> so then we see the, the, the Max and Tina walking through the park. It's been like followed by it's like a group of kids, and I seem like it's busy. As there's like a fish store guy shouting his wares, but it's meant to for to me. I don't know if it's just the way the guy does it. He meant to say cockles, and it sounds like he says cockerels. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Because he goes like he does like cockerels, mussels, and he sees like Max and Tina and just, shrimp. shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> he proper like leads I... into it, doesn't he? Sort of leads on, gets his arms weight on top of the counter and goes shrimp. <laughs> it's the way Max suddenly turns and Max has got his hand up like that. And he's walking past me. It looks like he's walking towards like some random guy in the crowd. He yeah. just backs off a bit. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Max, Ma- Max, on- sorry. Sorry, uh, Max on the voiceover is just sort of like, oh, it was horrible. Sort of like some of the things that are being said. But there's only certain type of there's only certain certain people you can bump. So are so many people you can bump. It's like yeah, so many people or certain people because mm. like you know. In it, in the whole thing of them like walking through Pleasure Beach, there's like a great big massive group of like teenagers, and they're obviously doing the sort of thing that's like freaking out. Look at the size of her! Look at the size of her! <laughs> you know, teenagers being the dicks that they are. Oh yeah. Um, and then the uh, they're in line to get on the Big Dipper, and the bloke in the the bloke in charge is just sort of like going, "No, she's too small. She's too too small. She can't ride it. She can't ride it." So, like, after after a couple of seconds of arguing, Max just freaking goes up and punches him square in the nose. <laughs> and then they end, up, they end up on the front, and he's there with just sort of, like, his nose bleeding with, like, a hanky there. And both Max and Tina are there just sort of, like, giving him the knees. Yeah. The ah. <laughs> so then, but then, it's the bit after where they're on the, like, she's on the kids' ride, she fits perfectly, and he's out there, sat on the front with his legs over the side, and she's waving to him, and he's there, just feet oh, up God. for an ice cream, going, here's a, like, here's a back to her. But here's a question for you on this situation here. Do you think Rayvon would have a fucking brain aneurysm looking at this, and have an absolute fit? Because not only is he not in the car, his hands are in the air and everything, and he may die. <laughs> <laughs> I I I I don't think he's that. I don't think Ray Ray Vonnaby's that conscious about health and safety. I think it's yeah. literally just there so he can. I think it's literally just sort of like a spiel so he can have an excuse to say shabba. Yeah, possibly. In all honesty. possibly. So then, um, but we're back at the, the the fire and Max is like, oh, I sympathise with the crankies. He's like, by the end of it all, I've had it up to you. And then Patrick Paddy's like, don't you mean here? <laughs> it's sort of like. Right, that's it now. You, you don't realise. I've heard it all before. You know, it... And most of it from your so-called mates. And Paddy's oh. like, what do you mean by that? And uh, Paddy's like, uh, it's Max is like, sort of like, um, was on the door one night, and they're obviously sort of like doing the changeover, or like, you know, it's it's like a different crew who probably sort of like patrol on the inside, while Max and... Um, can't remember the name of the other character. He pops up in the later episode, oh, though. I looked at the later episodes and oh fuck! Is it his mate from the finale? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it is. But I can't remember his name. Carry on, and I'll tell you. But he shouts one hundred names, doesn't he? In a minute. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're sort of like they're going, "You're all right, Max. You're all right." And um, the topic gets on to sort of like you know, there's. 
the significant others and um they sort of like go to one of the bouncers called Tony and it's sort of like you dating that uh that that Caroline uh Caroline Flanagan or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm coursing her. It's like, friggin' hell. You shouldn't be coursing her. She's seen more pricks than the second-hand dartboard. That girl. <laughs> it's just sort of like, right. 180. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, Tony goes, well, you can talk. You know, at least, you know, at least I'm not shagging one of the borrowers. Borrowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your tiny Tina from Belina? And it's like... It's like, where is she? She'll still be at home trying to reach the door handle to get yeah. it. <laughs> struggling to get out. Yeah, she wanted to come out, but she couldn't reach the handle or something like that. <laughs> yeah, what, 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 some of these are horrible. Have you, heard, have, you heard, have you heard she bought a book recently, How to Make Yourself Taller? She stood on it. I said that one, by the way, as well. <laughs> but I also said there's this one. It says, I heard that she was in the Olympics. Compact discus thrower. <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, it's the it's the bald headed bouncer who's sort of like, hey, it's, it's, she was uh, it, it, she tried out for the Olympics, and Max is just sort of like there, like throughout the whole of like them throwing insults to Tina, he's been very, you know, chuckling, but sort of like that awkward chuckle. Yeah, of, like, like you got you got to like, like save uh, face in front of your mate sort of thing, but he's like, I really yeah. don't like this. Yeah, he's sort of like, go on, go on, compact disc thrower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she got the uh, short jump. She got she got bronze in the short jump. Uh, oh, uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah. And it cuts back to the uh, cuts back to the fire scene, and Paddy's like, "Bloody hell, Max! Why didn't you stop them?" It's like I wanted to. I, I really did, but you know how it is. And Paddy goes, um, "It's a good job Tina didn't hear you." And Max is sort of like it's very sort of like you know, coily and shy, like sort of. Sort of like, mm. Yeah, sort of like a, re- a recoiling pause, as in sort of like, like a guilty uh, sort, of, like a, like a little guilty yeah. sort of pause. Yes, a, a guilty pause, given what comes next. And he's just sort of like, she did hear. It was like she was listening round the corner and she heard everything. And it's obviously, sort of like you know, poor t- poor Tina in tears, just sort of like listening to them, you know, take the piss out of her. Yeah. Um, and I forget they 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 do like a, a song that sort of like you know. Once again, insults are height. Walking, um, talking, the living doll. Yeah. But basically, it's a song taking the piss out of how short she is. You know, it's... Yeah. And so obviously, she uh, she goes off in more floods of tears, and Tony eventually just goes, hey, Max, I bet she climbs up on you, and then pa- and Max just freaking rears back Ooh. with his no, he's, like, he's, no, no, it was more offensive than that. She, he was telling me, hey, Max, I bet she goes up on you. It's like, you know. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's like, I bet she goes up on you. And Max just said, but he goes, too far, Tony. Um, I, quite, I quite like the editing job with this as well, because sort of like, mm. you know, Max headbutts him. That's obviously past Max headbutts him, puts his finger up. It's just sort of like, too far, Tony. And in the middle of delivering that line, they sort of like cut to nowadays, Max, telling the story. By yeah, the, that was uh, brilliant. The campfire. I agree. That was, that was a ab- little bit of Edison. I agree. That the, was absolutely uh, brilliant. The the doorman Paddy, uh, sorry, not Paddy. Max is stood with is uh, Billy. That's Billy. Awesome. That's it. Billy. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Max is just sort of like, I've had enough. And then um, just sort of like, well, what happened after that? It was like when I got back to me mum's, she'd already been round with a letter. It was like saying what? It's like basically saying it were over. It's like 
she thought I were different than everybody else, but it turns out I was just the same. And uh, he's like, I went round to hers like straight away, but she'd already gone, moved on. I hadn't seen her since. And it's in this little bit that sort of like um, Paddy's been sort of like, you know, Leaning um, on his arm, sort of thing, where they sort of like drift off, and he sort of like starts to settle down and like lie down properly. And Max, um, I don't, I, I don't know if you got the, um, you got yeah, Max, like, Max is like is saying to Paddy, he's like, uh, don't make the same, don't make the same mistake I did. He's like, you love someone, don't let them go. But then mm-hmm. Paddy's like falling asleep. But then Max slips back into his regular voice as Peter, as Peter, and just goes, "Good night, son." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't notice that, to be honest. I didn't so, notice the, the switching voice. No, it's a very speak. slight change, and it's like, but he, he can like listen to him like through that entire bit, and he's in like his Max voice. But you listen to him when he says just says the good night some bit. It's like it, the character drops almost. Yeah. So it's also if you notice as well in the intro, he sings as himself, mm. not as Max. Mm. So. So then uh, morning's arrived as we see Max like covered in like a shit ton of leaves and he wakes up going, Oh, I'm hungry now. Branched, leaves and branches as if he's got him for like a fir tree or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Which is I which is funny because sort of like as when he went to bed in sort of like the previous scene, he didn't have anything over him. So yes, it's sort I of like cut to, cut, to the, cut to the morning shot and he's like literally covered in branches. <laughs> so I don't know so I don't know whether sort of like during the night he's sort of, like, gotten, like, really fucking cold. So he's just been on, on like, a scavenging trip, trying to just find as many, sort of, like, leaves to make up into a blanket. But surely be wandering the forest going, I can't see a pissing thing out here. <laughs> can't see a plastic <laughs> thing! <laughs> so Paddy appears with plastic bags. What do you want? Twix, fudge Twix. or curly whirly? <laughs> Where did you get that? And Paddy just points off into the distance, like, 24-hour garage. And Max is like, where? So they cut to another scene. They're obviously making the... They, they get to the edge of sort of like this wooded area with this like stone wall. And they're literally just sort of like in like... Must be like spitting distance of like 24-hour garage, a travel lodge. And Max is just there just going, I don't believe this. And he's just yeah, looking around all you're apparently meant to believe it's like a, literally a short walk. If they carried on a bit further, they would have just found the travel lodge. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like they've camped on a motorway, at the edge of a motorway slip road. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Or go for a walk in woods, where you're literally just walking parallel with a motorway. <laughs> so then uh, the lads head back to the garage, and they ask Max asks if the camper is ready. And Mick's like, it is, but it wasn't easy. But sweating like a couple of pregnant nuns on that thing. I use that line to stay. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's like, "Oh, that engine was like Pandora's box when we opened it." It's like it's like all that sweating for just sort of like a, a, a carburetor. It's like, "Oh, the carburetor was the tip of the iceberg." <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why I did it in sort of like a, a farmer who's gone into piracy. But, I don't know, know, but I, 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 I don't know if I actually prefer that to Noddy Holder, to be brutally honest. <laughs> Noddy Holder doing like a Brummie accent. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, Max is like, it's how much? 500. It's the way he drops his voice. He's like, <laughs> Paddy's like, 500 pound or pence? <laughs> 
This is the point where you realise that the, the, the character that McBustin is an absolute fucking crook because it's the way he changes. Like, oh, if you know, the, the, the gasket was the least of your at least of your problems. We Pandora's box when we opened it. So he's still putting up, come across with this cheery, like, sort of demeanour. Sort of like, yeah, I'm a nice guy, sort of thing. And then somebody asks for the price, his voice sort of just drops and goes, 500. Like, proper, like, yeah, proper deadpan. Yeah, 500. <laughs> so they, they ask for the keys, but then Mixie is not finished. And Max and gripes, look, I'm tired. I've not changed my underpants. If you don't give us some keys, I'll do some busting myself. And then Paddy follows up with, yeah. I'll, I'll do your dentist a favour and not them bastards now. And he taps on his teeth. He proper taps on Mick, Mick, um, Mick Bustin's face. Yeah, it's Mick Bustin's teeth. He does. And he so, much, so much so oh. that, he can, that he can hear him sort of like tapping, Tap tapping his teeth. He sells it. Have you ever watched the episode of The Simpsons where Bart has got to get rid of Santa's little helper? And he throws the frisbee and it just smashes Santa's little helper in the face. <laughs> yeah. Noddy Holmes sells it like Santa's little helper hit sells that for that, <laughs> that frisbee. But, um, it's the, he gets uh... his, he gets his uh, backup, his uh, fellow mechanics. So he just goes, Lace! Dennis! <laughs> Which is in reference to the um, the former presenter of uh, Family Fortunes, which is the UK's version of Family Feud. Yes, it's um, yeah, um, hosted by someone else. Well, it was hosted by somebody else. It's actually on the commentary for one of these episodes. Vernon Kay, and now it's for some reason it's uh, Gino DeCampo. And funny enough, it's shit now. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, Les Dennis to suddenly appear. One of them's got a wrench. One of them's got a lump hammer. Well, there's also, the if you listen in the background of this scene, you hear that sort of loose, like, it's Ghostbusters, but it's not Ghostbusters theme again. Yeah, that's played over the top, <laughs> over the whole scene. And they're sort of like, they're obviously sort of like big burly and sort of like towering shit houses. So they're sort of yeah. like, all right, all right, I'll see how it is. I'll see how it is. We'll be back. We'll be back. And they turn oh, yeah, to pri- go He says, he says and- prison rules, doesn't he? He's like, I get it, I get it. Prison yeah, rules. Prison rules. Yeah, <laughs> they just sort of like Max is there, just going, "We'll be back." It turns to go and sort of turns back again. It's like, "We'll be back." And he's like, "We're open till six. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a maniacal laugh that he does because like he does it, and the guys like Les and Dennis start doing it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, Max and Paddy return later after this shot. Max in a camo jacket and black trackies, like oh. doing. All sorts of weird little movements and shit. Paddy's just in like black trackies and a black jacket, and he just sort of casually walks up. Yeah, we can we understand now where the music budget for this episode went. Because um, <laughs> yes. this, well, this is why we don't have the actual Ghostbusters theme. And this is because we get the A Team theme, and it, <laughs> the actual A Team theme. Yeah. Well, it's that and the rip-off Ghostbusters logo of Mick Bustins. I fucking love that. I absolutely yeah. love so, that. This- the sort of like the movement that Max is doing is just sort of like very A team esque. So it's a lot of sort of like, you know, jostling up and down on the spot, you know, sort of like <laughs> very army esque. And then obviously you've got like Paddy and Paddy in tow, hands in his pockets, just sort of like walking casually. It's just sort of like, I don't know, he wants me to do this, but I'm not doing it. Yeah, Max gets up to the gate and sort of like shakes the uh, the pad block and the chain. He just sort of like goes to Patrick and goes, 
it's locked. It's like, you don't say. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, Max says, oh, we'll try around the backs, and they go around the back, and he's like, oh, look, a window. And Polly's like, right, give us a peg up. And this is like Max is sort of prepping his fingers. Hey, Paddy, this would be a good job for magnet and steel. I've and just, he's I've like, just, sorry. I've just got the reference of just sort of like Paddy going, Max, give me a peg up. Because <laughs> for those of you that for those of you who are unaware, there's like a um there's a particular like um there's there's like something to do with like sex and that. And it's uh, there's a particular method of sex called pegging, which is just basically um your significant other, if you're a bloke, obviously. Um, is it your your significant lady other uh, gets a strap on and basically does you up the arse. Um, so, and then given to given the sort of activity that uh, Patrick was doing at the start of the episode, it was just sort of like <laughs> almost came almost came full circle, really. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, they're basically doing this. Um, they 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 get into the garage and they're doing this. Um, they're doing this like uh, crafting of sort of like you know preparing the motorhome for yeah, uh, for for busting out obviously with the A team um, music in the background and it was very reminiscent to sort of like you know old Top Gear where they used yes. to do sort of like the the um, the big like challenges in foreign countries where they'd have to modify their cars and they'd yes. always go so we took our cars to the workshop and cued the music. And like they obviously sort of like while they're showing clips of them making modifications to the car, they've constant is like the A team music in the background. Mm. And I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering if this is maybe where, or it's maybe sort of like influenced from um, from where Top Gear got it from because it it's be, very yeah. it's very similar. Well, thing is, Top, de- Top Gear at the time was one of the biggest shows on TV. Yeah, you know, it, I, I, it I wouldn't be shocked. Think, yeah, I seem to think that when Top Gear started to do these particular sort of like you know modif- modifications of the cheap cars with the AT music in the background, it was around about sort of like I don't know, like two thousand nine, two thousand ten ways. Mm. And so you, you, you think this is around about like Max and Paddy is around about two late two thousand four, early two thousand five. So I wouldn't be surprised if that has been sort of like. A little bit of an influence on uh, Top but Gear you, did this because it it, it, co- it it had a very it had a very Top Gear feel. This sort of like this montage of them doing up the uh, the motorhome. Mm. But it also yeah, you got to remember as well the shows of the time that it was trying to parody. Obviously, the A Team was in the eighties, but another big eighties show which isn't mentioned but might be could be alluded to here is MacGyver. Where MacGyver was basically, you could turn the ballpoint pen and turn it into a fucking bazooka, something stupid right. like that. And it could have been alluded to the fact, right, we're going to modify our car so we can get out. So this is right. what, like, sort of what they're doing, sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I noticed a few things. I was doing like sort of like welding on the car and things like that. And I noticed that they actually put some drums at the bottom of the van, which suddenly disappeared. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that they welded them onto the van and then they were gone. <laughs> as, if, as if they were making sort of like a um, a battering ram. 
Yes, but then it's sort like, of like it's the front the front bumper, but then it's just sort of like it it's it only turns into sort of like a bathroom ram at the very top. Yes. sort of like two ends of two ends of um, barrels at the end of sort of like some long ladders that are stretched along the uh, the roof yeah, of the, the motorhome. The way I would describe it is basically two giant metallic snooker cues strapped to the yeah. top of the van. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's also a great bit where it's sort of like, you know, um, <laughs> the, the age-old thing with sort of like these uh, old-school um, mechanic workshops. They have a little bit of a... Uh, <laughs> they, have, they have some nudie calendars, don't they? And yes. obviously sort of like Paddy's flicking through and you hear off-screen like Max just go, Oi! <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, it's like you should be freaking helping me out here. They've gone there's to the also, old school. Oh, go on, mate. I was going to say, there's also um, just looking at the Wikipedia um, for this episode. It does say um, there's a parody of the A Team. There's like they they modified the van and break out, but it also says it says this episode features several regulars from Peter Case, Phoenix Knights, and a homage to the movie Midnight Cowboy. Ah, so right, okay. But, but yeah, in this garage as well, there's also a bit of the physical humour as well, because um, as Paddy is um, moving the ladders, and they go for get a ladder each, Paddy, Paddy seems to move off a little bit quicker than Paddy Max does, and he swings on the ladder down to transport it, but it levers down and just cracks Max across the top of the head. <laughs> Which I know from experience fucking hurts. Yes, it does. I've... Um, well, we've got a ladder in our, at our house and we store it on the top of the shed because we've got nowhere else to put it because it's a massive ladder. And one day I had to get up and help paint the um, top of the stairs. So I decided, do you know what I'm going to do? I'll go and get the ladder. So I had to go and get it. Obviously, slipping it off the top roof of the shed. Um, I kind of lost my grip on it. And next thing you know, I've got the full weight of the ladder smashing me on the top of the fucking head off the top of the shed. <laughs> That hurt. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Absolute rookie mistake. I put the sh- I put the fucking ladder back afterwards, so I've not learned, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, Paddy, Paddy makes his way into the office. Obviously, um, finds the uh, finds the uh, the the big palleted um, big it's this big basically like pallet of wood with sort of like loads of uh, hooks where all the the keys go for all the cars that come in for repairs and that. And like as Paddy's gone to go and get that, um, Max, Max is, is sort of like probably Max is trying to hotwire it, sort of like you know maybe like a team esque, sort of like proper getting into the mood of it. And Paddy's oh. just sort of like going, "Oi, oi, try this, try this," and obviously chucks the keys to. Oh, him. We we do also see uh, Mick, Les, and Dennis leaving the sparking plug. Yes. <laughs> As a uh, mix spots the workshop lights on, say one of you probably left the bloody lights on or whatever. But then, um, yeah, Max is trying to hotwire it, and then Paddy says, "Try these." But then he says, "Hurry up, they're coming." Or get a move on, they're coming or something. It's like, hold on, you've not spotted them yet. Like, <laughs> unless you have, unless it's like a deleted scene where it's like you spotted them, it's not been spliced in or whatever. Could be. Like possibly. So then. As Mick and the lads in the pro, the doors fly open and we hear the A-team theme and the camper flies out with Max and Paddy giving the V's. It's Mick them! Screams, it's them two bastards! 500 quid down the drain, that! <laughs> but then as the... Uh, you hear Mick sort of saying, get the keys, get the keys, and they yeah. go into the office and see the keys gone. I love the way he says this. 
Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just his two massive front teeth on the display the way he says it. So, oh, you got that. You've got the way you say it. You've got to have your teeth sort of out, sort of like you got to lift your top lip up. It's like, oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> then we did, we cut back to Max and Paddy as we get Paddy is dropping random sets of keys out the window, and Max has got some sort of like random. Like Max is like he's Stop chomping this. on a bloody whisper or something like. Yeah, it's not a cigar. It, <laughs> uh, it's it, it's um it's obviously in reference to the uh the the, the character in the A team that always used to go around like smoking with like the bud of a cigar and he's just sort of like I love it when a plan comes together, Patrick. And Paddy's yeah. like, oh I, oh I. And it then just... the uh, fade to the end credits. Yeah, which is absolute gold. I've got to say this. End credits is one of my favourites. Uh, I was watching this last night. Now, my missus was dozing at this point. I was watching the telly pretty much on my own. And the missus stirred. And I was giggling away like a little schoolgirl <laughs> at this, laughing my tits off. And my missus was like, what are you laughing at? Now, I don't think she remembers Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere as well as I do. Or did. But she watched it. And she was smirking away a whole way through the sea. <laughs> it's, like, it's absolute. So, it's subtle but so, brilliant. So as as we get the credits rolling, it turns out they're broken down again, and Paddy's like checking the engine, and he's mentioned it's, it's not even changed the gasket. Nope. It's obviously it's obviously not far after they've left um, left the garage either, because they're still wearing the same like um, outfits that they oh, used yeah, to it's... break into. The garage. From the, from so the it's obviously... made, it's literally like a few miles down. So they've literally got out the town, whatever, wherever Mick is, and it's like they've broken down on that junction or whatever. Got on, yeah, got on the motorway and like broken down. So they've had to pull into this sort of like the, the lay-by and go into yeah. sort of like you know, the emergency orange phones that are at like two-mile intervals on sort of like every major motorway. <laughs> it's just sort of like... He's, he's, Max is on the phone, it's just sort of like they're just going... Yeah, that's right, love. That's right, love. That's that's us across the way in the Morse room. Yeah, that's me waving. And it sort of like cuts to the building that he's waving to. And I can't remember what it is. Is it like National Breakdown? Um, it says National Breakdown Call Center. Yeah. National Breakdown Call Center. <laughs> it, it's, like, the building's not actually there. It's blatant. It's sort of like CGI'd in. Yeah, it's CGI'd but in, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Because it's like, he's like, like what's there? It's across the way at the, at the most way. It's like, yeah, that's me. Love waving right here. And there's a bit of a pause. He's like, you what? An hour? And oh, Paddy goes, bollocks. <laughs> like, what do you mean an hour? It's like, we're, we're over here. We're waving. We're right here. <laughs> and then what's the ending line? Well, he says, uh, well, you can see us. We're broken down. He says, I know we're not members, but come on, love. Well, play the game. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant! I love it. That is that is that's the end of episode two. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say, Lewis? Sorry, I was just going to say it was like I'm going to have to start making notes from sort of like next episode onwards because there's like there's little lines here and there that I just I keep forgetting and I need to make note of because mm-hmm. they're just the quality, the yeah. absolutely fucking quality. Oh yeah, the there's some absolute humdingers in this episode now. I said on the group chat about this episode, it was an interesting episode. And Lewis said he was a little bit nervous. 
Every time I say this, he's a little bit nervous. Um, the way I, I think I kind of explained myself in a way on the group chat, in but way, I'll, in a way, I'll, I'll say what I said here is basically, if I was to compare this to absolutely anything, and this is a little bit obscure, but this is like if you're playing a game of golf, this is the layup shot. This is the shot where you think mm, I might make the green, but I'll play it safe. Go to the play it just short of the green. And then make sure I can get a decent position to play to, to on the green. What I'm trying to say is this set up a lot of things to go into mm. the rest of the series. This is what this episode was for. It explained the thing about Tina mostly more than anything. And the Tina sort of storyline is a big thing in the next few episodes. Yeah, it's, so. the, it's the next two because you, you could you could in theory call this like episode one of the trilogy of episodes of yeah. like two three and four because it's sort of like the same continuing sort of like storyline that is followed absolutely i mean two i mean five and six is probably standalone but these yeah. three i would say if you start off with this one really you owe it to yourself to see at minimum three and four so it didn't feel 100 complete this episode but it was a bloody good episode I genuinely think it was funnier than the first episode as well. Um, in my opinion, it was funnier. It was better. Um, I've always yeah. enjoyed. I've always enjoyed the um, Noddy Holder cameo as well. I thought he was fucking brilliant, <laughs> and yeah. he fit the role perfectly. Um, so I think that was a fantastic bit of casting. Uh, but yeah, I thought. The, obviously, the, the backstory to T, for Tina and Max was well played out. And, yeah, genuinely enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry I worried you with the word in, interesting, but <laughs> that did not mean I didn't enjoy this episode. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Well, no, I, I, I always sort of, like, relate this of when you said in the group chat of sort of, like, talking about, like, interesting episodes... It's always been a case of when we've been reviewing an episode of that Peter Kay thing. Oh, yes. Oh, so yes. You, you, you can understand my concern, really, when you said, oh, it was an interesting episode, this one. I was like, oh, God. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I remember the no, Mark I, Park story. <laughs> yeah, the Mark, the Mark Park story was interesting. Um, if you want Which to know why I, it was interesting, go, if, you've, if you've just jumped into the Founders podcast recently, go back and listen. Why we find this interesting. Um, but yeah um, yeah, this was interesting for a wholly different reason because it's like it sets up a lot of stuff without actually fully explaining anything like there's a lot more to this Tina story than there is on the surface as to what you've said now because judging by this one episode alone Tina and Max had sort of like a fleeting relationship and not much happened other than that and that was the end of it Mm. We'll find out later if that's the case, but um, like I say, this is very, very, very interesting. I imagine actually at first viewing, it's sort of like you might have been the thought of the joke was, ha ha, he 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 dated, you know, whoever who he dated, but it's not the joke. And I like the message as well when it portrays it as well. It's like Peter K wanted to portray a message as well. It's like you know, it's sort of like his. Don't really matter what you look like, you know. It's who's inside that matters. Yeah, yeah, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, which, I like, which, which is true. 
See, I thought it was a... Oh, sorry, mate, you go. Oh, I was going to say, I, saw, I just sort of, my summary of it, like, I think it was a decent episode to a degree. Um, <laughs> it's because I, I sort of forget how funny, like, Max is, like, getting into, like, the whole fit, like, camping in the woods and that. It's like, let's yeah. get ready to ramble. Let's like, get I ready forgot to about all that sort of thing. Like, I, I remembered them having, like, the, the bit by the campfire where, like, they're having the chat and that. And um, the the bit that always stood out to me was how the identity of favor, not them bastards. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Speaking <laughs> of catchphrases and memorable oh. lines, there is one that actually slipped in the net, which I imagine, I think Paddy McGuinness tried to get off the, off the, you know, off, off the off the line, but no one really seems to remember. No one ever brings it. When you think of like phrases that people say, it's like the teeth one, the big bob bastard beans, things like that. But it's when Max, when when Paddy says, "You're on your ass," mm. and he says mm. it multiple times. He said it in the last episode. He said it in this one. It's almost, it's almost like it. It's like another version of Dink Dank Do. It's like the negative version of Dink Dank Do, but only Dink Dank Do is remembered. If that makes sense. Um, so I noticed that today, uh, on the when I was watching it through. So I was wondering, I could say, I don't obviously I don't remember everything when I last watched this because it's been over a decade since I watched it. But mm. it's yeah. does that carry on through throughout the rest of the series? So we'll see. See, I had um, I had very similar similar feeling this episode had like sort of similar vibes to do you remember in season one episode four um i think it was singles night yes you know when um and so you know when brian meets uh is it valerie mm, i think Be- it's, beverly I think it's, oh, oh beverly. beverly that's it beverly that's it it was sort of it was a bit reminiscent of that of sort of like you know being a little bit across between sort of like comedy and a little bit of drama involved. But I yeah. think this one worked a little bit better because I felt like the the drama aspect of it gelled a little bit more with the the comedy aspects of the episode. Whereas I think the, the singles night one in Phoenix Nights didn't really gel as well. Mm. I think I mean, the reason... I mean, Sorry, go on, mate. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was, there was like funny bits in that episode and sort of like, you know, the, the, the overall story for sort of like the episode was... You know, was relatively decent, mm. but as I say, I, I I just think this this episode of Max and Paddy like had a bit. It it as, as I say, it, I just I felt it gelled a little bit better. Yeah, with sort of like you know similar themes to that Phoenix Knights episode. Um, possibly I've got to be like as you were saying that was probably I was thinking it might actually be to do with the character involved. Um, what I mean by that is. When you see, like, you know, Brian Potter, he's not exactly the most likable person, is he? You know what I mean? He's very sort of like, he's manipulative. He's sort of like, he's out to, to, you know, he's out for his own gain sort of thing. He's sort of like, you know, looking out for himself. Whereas you can tell with Max, he's got actually sort of like, even though he's got this posterior of like puffing his chest out and things like that sort of thing, he's actually really, really soft in the middle. Yeah. If I could describe him, like the old dime adverts, he's an armadillo sort of thing. <laughs> you know, he's hard on the outside, but then soft on the inside. And you get to see that a lot with Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere, especially with this episode with obviously the backstory with Tina and things like that. So maybe it works better with that because you, even with the previous episode, you saw obviously the two differences between Paddy and Max where yeah. they picked the two girls up. You know, Paddy couldn't wait to get him 
you know, getting into bed. Whereas Pat, Max was like, no, I can't do this. I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to, you know, mm. that you could tell that, you know, he's not all about what Max Paddy's all about. They're completely polar opposites when it comes to that sort of thing. So maybe it's because the character's a bit more likable. Perhaps the port, the message is sort of comes across better. And he's, yeah. Yeah, that might be why, maybe, because you sort of mm-hmm. like can go, oh, I feel sorry for him. Whereas Potty, you're like, well, you got what you fucking get, what you got, what you deserve, didn't you? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's all yeah. that for you. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 probably what it is. Mm. And to be honest with you, like even even whilst watching Phoenix Nights, I've always had sort of like a soft spot for for Max. Yes. Like Max, Max, Max was always like one of my favourite characters in Phoenix Nights. So that's probably why this episode was. Was a, was a little a lot more effective, at least for me. Yeah, it could be. I I agree, hundred percent agree with that. I mean, I, he was one of my favorites. I said that while I was watching Phoenix Nights. He was Max and Paddy, all my two, two of my favorite characters in that show. Um, which is why I was a massive fan of Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere back in the day as well. So you know, it's yeah, but I yeah, it probably like you say, like I say, it's probably because like I say, Max is a lot more of a likable character as compared to Brian Potter. Probably as simple yeah. as that. Mm. Well, I've got a um, couple of interesting tidbits for this episode. Well, this in general, well, partially this episode, to be fair, but then also mm. for Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere as a show. Um, you mentioned this earlier in the episode, Paul, about Safeway possibly becoming Summerfield. Yes. Which I don't, I can't, I don't think it did. No. But funnily enough, mentioning did. Summerfield, when I first started working there in two thousand four, possibly. Well, no, 2005 it was, actually. It was January 2005. And I had to sit through this bloody training video. And in the training video, it's saying about how the... Because, like, chip and pin was, like, the big thing at the time. Like, yeah, you can take it off and pass it to somewhere if they can't reach or whatever, or if they're in a wheelchair. And they went through this whole thing. Like, the manager who was showing us was like, I'll warn you that before I put it on. The acting is very bad. And there's usual thing of, like, some guy claiming to be drunk, like, I want to buy these. You can't. You've had too much to drink already. I want to buy these. And it's like, it's saying, like, do not get aggressive, but it cuts to like the chip and pin bit. And the woman playing the customer for the chip and pin bit is bloody Tina. Ah, <laughs> right. But she's in a wheelchair and it's like this whole thing where she's having to like pass the thing. And I'm sat there watching it going, hold on, she looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> now, where have I seen you from? Hmm. <laughs> but then the second bit, was it's on IMDb actually, and it says uh, Peter K changed the voice of his character Max for this show. In Phoenix Nights, the character spoke with a much deeper voice. K found trying to do this voice with increased length of time required due to the greater amount of dialogue as the show's as the show's star puts uh, tremendous strain on his voice, which then he kept losing. He decided to make Max's voice higher than that in Phoenix Nights and decided not to alter his own Bolton accent to protect his voice. At times, Max, is, Max speaks in almost the exact same tone of Peter Kay's normal voice to use how close it is to his natural voice. Yeah, well, so. Lewis, but no, Lewis, it's that last episode, so well played, yeah. sir. Yeah. Well, it's, you, were the, you were the one that sort of, like, maybe noticed the odd, like, you know, <laughs> Peter Kay slipping, uh, slipping, you know, up underneath <laughs> the pants that was Max. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's an interesting little tidbit and it's like it's nice to know that it hasn't gone unnoticed and you know there's a there's a reason behind it I suppose it's that thing though because we've gone straight from watching 
Phoenix Knights on to Max and Paddy is more noticeable. Whereas mm. so if it if we'd kind of followed the TV route and gone, right, we've done Phoenix Knights, we'll come back in two years and do Max and Paddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, I I think it's, it probably wouldn't have been as noticeable, probably. Yeah. But but I can understand why he's done it. I mean, I uh, did a cameo on the Gunpowder Trees and No Plot a few years ago as Steve the Betrayer, but it was obviously you know I was. At the time, I was called, well, we called him Super Steve because he transformed into something called the Avatar of Faceidon, which required me to change my voice. I had to try and put this voice on for an hour and a half straight. Mm. My throat was dead by the end of it. So I spoke yeah. to Cookson about the after more recently as well over Discord. I was like, when I play Steve the Avatar for Satan again, I'm changing his fucking voice. <laughs> it's going to be something a little bit easier to do. So when we did the uh, when they did the hundred episode special, I had to do record some lines as Avatar for Satan, and my voice was not as gruff as it was. <laughs> well, yeah, so, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's sort of similar to when I do sort of like impre- impressions of Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. Like I can only do sort of like little snippets here and there. And yeah, then I literally just end up hacking up a lung because you're putting that much pressure on your vocal cords that they're just like they're vibrating that much that you just feel like. A, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they feel like they're about to explode a bit like the head gasket in this car, the van that we <laughs> yeah. had today. So, so Peter K, I completely understand where you've gone, where you've gone for. Absolutely agreed. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll attest to that. No, no way. <laughs> well, I think that's our episode, boys. It was, yeah. yeah it was uh, fully enjoyed it. Um, I yeah, can say, I the, it. out of the two episodes we've seen so far, I probably think this is probably the better one. Had a better I sort of. Both. I've enjoyed both. Don't get me wrong, but I think this one edges it just slightly. Um, yeah, yeah I, reckon, I, I reckon so. Yeah, just about, just about. But we've got better. <laughs> we've got better coming. We have got a lot better coming. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's a reason why I was excited to do this DVD. Uh, I'm not going to say anymore because I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, um, you might want to stick around. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, uh, that's been our episode. Um, I guess the last thing to do is uh, plugs, really. But- yeah, we we do have some plugs. Um, yeah, you can find me, but particularly at the RAD Live podcast. We're on all the good podcast catchers out there: Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Music, you name it. We're probably on there somewhere. Uh, failing that, just Google search us; it will appear. Uh, we are on Twitter. Mostly, that's where RAD Live is more active than anything else. Well, certainly not producing podcasts at the minute, but we'll get there. Um, you can find us on. Twitter at UKRAD Podcast. We do have a Facebook page. Uh, not much action on there at the minute, but we'll see. And yeah, you can also, you know, catch me occasionally, maybe on Good Power Trees and No Plot. Find them at Trees and No on Twitter. Is there anything else I've missed? I don't think there is. Is a good golden. Have a good golden. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter at loggers109. Uh, I pretty much debate everything from American football to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and it's also a plot platform where I promote uh, a lot of my uh, Twitch streaming. Um, I do, uh, yeah, I just basically game a lot, stream it, 
Um, so it's twitch.tv slash loggers109. Uh, pre predominantly, sort of like, I do story-driven Let's Plays of games. Um, so I'm just coming to the end of um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'll be sort of, like, diving back into the remastered Yakuza series. Um, I've got, like, pl plans of, sort of, like, stuff to do. Um, like, uh, like I've, I've, I've not played I've, I've only played sort of like a couple of hours of it but like um red dead redemption 2 is on the list um i'm really wanting to do um the final fantasy 7 remake because um you know it's a, the original is lauded as sort of like one of the one of the greatest games of all time and, sort and of rightly like so. the, the, re, mm -hmm. the remake has like rave reviews from it and i really enjoy playing the demo of it yeah. um and then also because i've got playstation plus one of the free games from this month was a game called Control, which is a rather like interesting. It's it, it's it was interesting game, and I've heard I've, I've heard it's like a, another really good one. So mm. all of those plus like all of the uh, Yakuza games I've still yet to play. Uh, I've got plenty of material to go through. Um, so if you're interested, uh, if <laughs> to, to nick a line from uh, Billy the Boy Bonkle, if you'd enjoyed listening to my voice, as I have enjoyed listening to it, then you can find me <laughs> on twitch.tv slash loggers109. So, uh, I fucking sure love that. There. I love that. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that plug that he does. He sort of switched it up a bit now um, on the gunpowder. He sort of like starts off just reading off his own little story that he's sort of like building up. <laughs> and he's sort of concluded it right now, so I'm just intrigued to hear on Monday where he's gone next. So <laughs> you make it sound like he'd be sat like bloody what's it, Ronnie Corbett on it? He'll have his own little um, like chair and he'd be sat there like telling a monologue. Like just Restless, so it seems to go nowhere. Rogar. Yeah, Rogar <laughs> doing it. Yeah, I can so, imagine. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you can find the Lost Stars of our main pod on all good providers. You can find the Phoenix pod on all good providers as well, including Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Other ones, name it, we're on it pretty much. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook at Lost Art Podcasting as well. Plus, you can find our sister podcast, The Lost Art of Wrestling, if you're a wrestling fan. They're on Twitter at LAOW Podcast, and they're on Facebook at Lost Art of Wrestling as well. So, for the Phoenix Pod, I've been AXC. I've been a definitely stupid, but allegedly sexy. And I've been stowing away. I just have to be really quiet because I don't want to get caught. <laughs> and I love it when a plan comes together, Patrick. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, and I'll As do I. As and do I'm... we. As do yeah. we. And I'll knock those bastards out. <laughs> <laughs> it's in our design. The force. The will to move forward. The voice calling us to do things no one thought possible. And at Johns Hopkins Medicine, we are listening. Creating blood tests that detect cancer. New treatments to reduce damage from heart attacks. New ways to help the next family who needs us. So we imagine and we care. Not just for us, but for all of us. Johns Hopkins Medicine. Forward for all of us. Life gets a lot more magical when you dream. So let's dream of a vacation unlike any other. A magical Disney cruise. <laughs> Hiya, pal! Where new stories meet tales as old as time. Enchanté, 
mon ami. And your family will be cared for the moment you step aboard. Sail from Florida to Disney's private island paradise and get ready for a dream come true with Disney Cruise Line.